Hey, this is Jay Rio. And this is Sir Rude. And, and this, this is Controversial, Controversial Chronicles. What's up, Cron Kids? Hello. Yo, yo, yo. So this week we are doing a collab episode with 2020 Podcast. We have hey. our uh, co host here, Sir and Ebony. Ebony hey, what's good? Hey, everybody. So how you wait? How you, that's disrespectful for how you gonna sing her name and not sing his name? I don't know a song with "sir" in it. I, I low key got offended, but it's okay. Yeah, well, you, like you should be. You should be high key. You you should be high key offended. I don't. I mean, but if nobody knows that song, then you're like, how old, bro? Like everybody knows that song. Uh, it's not yeah. about not or knowing no. the song. It's just about you getting a fucking serenade to your name and the rest of us just sitting over Thank here you. looking like broke niggas like Thank I don't you. understand <laughs> I don't know a song with sir or a song with sir rude in it so my bad well anyway hey, my name is Iconic don't be mad <laughs> oh lord oh here we go here we go niggas always gotta have something but anyway so y'all these um Black people point. always out in themselves. Like, yeah. oh, how you? Talking about right? Here we go. That's it. It's you, it. That's like you. I can already I can tell call him birthday boy. I can already tell Ebony was that kid Thank that you. you know. Hey, how your mama doing? She all right? She leaving my daddy though? Wait, what? Ain't nobody even <laughs> asked you all of that. Like, <laughs> I can already tell you was that kid. I can already just tell it too much. So uh, yeah, so they're joining us today, and uh, sir. You actually are a part of the 2020 podcast, and Ebony is out here just poetry artist, just doing her little thing out here. So, um, sir, why don't you take about five minutes and let the folks know what exactly 2020 podcast is? I know y'all have like a, a group of people, it seems, that are on this thing. So, talk, tell the people a little hey. bit about 2020. Okay, 2020 podcast is a podcast that I created a year and a half ago here in the city of Mobile, Alabama. Uh, it just basically highlights the positivity in the city. If you're an entrepreneur, if you have a career that you're proud of, emphasis on proud of, if you believe in a certain ideal, if you have an upcoming event and you want to talk about it, I use my platform to do just that. I do interviews, uh, podcast episodes, whether it be about topics of the week, of the month, or just to highlight what's going on that's positive in the world. Uh, I figured that the world has enough negativity on social media, so I'm going to stir the pot by focusing my energy on the positive things going on and just being an advertising agent for free, emphasis on that, uh, on just giving back, man. So that's what we're about. Uh, I have different members of 2020 Podcast that uh, just represents different ways of life. You have... Uh, the entrepreneurs, you have the poets, you have the photographers, you have the everymans, you have the religious, you have the not so religious. Uh, but when we all come together and sit down and have a conversation, it's meant to be the, for the betterment of the neighborhood. So that's 2020. We're candid, we're honest, we're transparent, just ordinary conversations with extraordinary people. That's it. I like it. And where can they find 2020 at? Oh, you can find us on Facebook at 2020 Podcast, or you can find us on YouTube at 20 slash 20 Podcast. We're on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If it's a platform, we're on it. 
All right. Well, I appreciate that. And, and hey, shout out to Sir as well. Um, you know, that's gonna be my my brother from from uh, Mississippi now. Well, no, you're in Mobile, right? Alabama. Oh man, I said Mobile. Alabama. Yes, sir. I know. Let's, I think. Let's well, listen. listen. Okay, I listen. Okay. I listened. I was never good at this part in school. That's why I didn't do books. It was the regurgitating information that I always Yikes. got in trouble with. So uh, he's he's sir. I'm sir rude. So I really have to thank you, sir, because of the simple fact that he put me on. So now, ladies and gentlemen, you can find Controversial Chronicles on iHeartRadio and on Google uh, Podcast. We was already on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but I didn't even know about didn't even or know think about Google those. Had podcast. Yeah, the Google Play Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, they straight ripped off Apple Play, but that's 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 our Apple Music. But hey, that's that's, that's not I, our problem. I, we're not doing that. We're yeah, not that, doing that. That's nothing not to do with that. me. I I could care less. <laughs> you know, I got an Android, so I was much more happy when I said, hey. "Oh, okay, cool." So I appreciate that information. And just a heads no problem, up, brother. I like it that you want to go out here and make a positive uh, mix in the community. Here, we try to mm-hmm. piss people off mm-hmm. to get a response. So. Thank you for that. Y'all go check out 2020 Podcast. Ebony. Hey. Oh, my uh, God. I'm going to jump through this phone. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I swear. Uh, y'all don't understand. We, uh, why you joining me? 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 Why you joining Y'all don't yes. understand with, with Ebony. So let me give you a little background on Ebony. I've known Ebony since I got to Florida. We was uh, we met as freshmen at uh, the FAMU University. Um, so we went to FAM, and Ebony was always this quiet, quiet person. But then when you got to know her, Ebony would not shut up. Ebony has so much to say, and I loved it. She's Now she's like this bubbling forth poet. But Ebony has this thing where you call her name, and she won't respond unless she has something to say. But if I call your name... Hey. And I and we're on a phone, people. Do you see how difficult this is? <laughs> so this is what we working with this morning. Mm. But um, so Ebony, you're you're an aspiring poet. Yes. Tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your dreams, your aspiration. These people don't know you. Why should they get to know you? Oh, because I'm super awesome. First of all, foremost, um, yeah, so. I am a single mother. I live in Mississippi. Um, I love all things music, all walks of life of music. And I recently just started poetry in November of 2018, my final semester of school towards my bachelor's degree. And basically, dove into the poetry world and seems like I'm better at that than what I went to school for. Okay. So yeah, I'm basically just trying to use that as a platform to get money. So what's your uh, I'm poet, now what's your poet name, Ebony? I actually don't have one, you but if people were to put me up on Facebook, it would be Ebony Babe the Poet. There you go. That's your poetry name for now. You can change it later. Oh, it's the seat filler. Exactly. That's fine. They got to find some way to to, to uh, figure out who you is. So. Y'all go on Facebook, look up Ebony Babe the Poet. Check out uh check out Melissa's uh poetry and whatnot she got going on. Um you got any shows or anything you got coming up, Ebony? I've got a couple shows coming up. I have an all black affair in Blessed Mississippi. Um Wait, wait, slow slow down now. Ebony. Now you you from Mississippi. You can't just be blowing through these names now. 
I don't know what Indian tribe you just said, but I need you to run back <laughs> through it one more time and let let the people know clearly where you're going to be at and what the dates is, please. I am featuring at an all black affair mm-hmm. in Biloxi, oh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay, cool, cool. August thirty first, two thousand nineteen, the Saturday of Labor Day. We had an all white fair in July, and we had a pretty awesome time. Okay. So the DJ actually had me to come back again. So I'm trying to make it even more epic. So if you want to come party, if you're in the Biloxi area, come party. Um, I got tickets. So, again, how can they find you on Facebook in case they want to check out some of your material or anything you got going on? Yes, my name is Ebony Bradley on Facebook. On home, I also have my poet page, Ebony Bay the Poet. We have uh, basically daily discussions on different topics. I ask questions of the day. We have discussions based on that. I am also on Instagram. My name is Melanated. Can you say that word? Yeah, but I, I know what it lady. is. You don't know what the hell you yeah. just said. No, it's because the way I spelled it. Oh, Lord. Uh, underscore Addis 89. Again, that's Melanin Underscore Goddess 89. See, this is what happened in the Mississippi schools. Y'all out here just making up words and shit. <laughs> but it's cool, though. So, we going to. Uh, so, no, shout I'm out. Huh? I was trying to make it different. I wanted to be original. Oh, it's different. I promise you. It's different. <laughs> so uh, shout out shout out to Ebony and Sir. We appreciate y'all being on here this morning. And we'll put your um, Facebook tags on the page when we post the podcast. Uh, this podcast, by the time you guys will hear it, will be... September? Yeah, it'll be September something. No, I don't know. Anyway, listen, it'll be the Sorry. weekend after Labor Day. Was that the 10th? September 10th. Y'all hear this on September 10th. So we'll, well, I told him we shouldn't have told him about my show on, on the 31st, but that's cool. I mean, listen, you know, we'll, we'll, put a, we'll put a plug on the Facebook page. We'll put out that so the information out there. But um, so welcome to the podcast, guys. Uh, we do have a topic today, but first off, I want to get, I just want to do a quick, like, oh, wait, a five, ten minutes to this Chick-fil-A Popeye situation. Sure. So I didn't, oh. I didn't eat the sandwich. Has y'all. anyone tried any of the Popeye sandwiches yet? Have not. Nope. Yeah, every time I kept looking at the line on Tennessee Street mm. or exactly. South Street, Lake Bradford, uh-huh. I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm not gonna wait that long line." Bro. So, um, now if it was Chick Fil A, right. since they could handle such a yeah, line, Chick Fil A don't <laughs> have no problem. So I actually, um, I actually tried the Popeye sandwich like last weekend and didn't even realize what was going on because I don't really eat Popeyes like that. We was leaving. A wedding and me and the wife was like man i'm still hungry he was like yeah we is so we went and we got we went to popeyes because we had a taste for some chicken and i was sitting in line i didn't realize like i was sitting in line for like 15 minutes of drive-thru but i didn't know what was going on me neither so i didn't realize until 
probably a week or so later. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I was like, why are people all this doing was this? on Twitter being blown up and all exactly. Like, you know me, I'm not on Twitter enough, so I just uh, Twitter know everything that happened before it come to the rest of social media. Mm-hmm. So um, I sat in line for a minute, and then I finally got there. I was like, oh, they have chicken sandwiches, and my wife was like, I didn't know they had chicken sandwiches. I was like, well, cool, ma'am. Let me get that chicken sandwich combo, and I didn't think anything of it. I just figured that this was. Some little random ass exit And this Popeye's was like the only place That had food besides burgers And that's why the line was long But mm. yesterday I woke up in the, um, I woke up because I had a meeting at 8 o'clock in the morning And so at 10.30 I beelined my ass over to Popeye's <laughs> Went inside And stood in line For about 20 minutes And I got uh, Two spicy chicken sandwiches and two regular sandwiches for me and the wife to taste test. Then I went to Chick-fil-A and I got a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and I just I got them both the same way just how they come to do a taste test. Um are y'all ready for these results of my taste test, my comparison? Like are y'all hey, when I can give it? So. Well, before you do, I I want to know the criteria first. Like what are we judging <laughs> these based on? Okay. I knew I was going to like you, sir. I was going I knew I was going to like you. So the criteria that we went with was the service that was received. How oh, you already know that's already. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. We're uh, we're gonna look at the health consciousness of the food. We're gonna look at the flavorness okay. of the food, the consistency of the sandwich, as well as the cost of the sandwich mixed with the taste of the sandwich. So that sounds like we did a put all that on paper <laughs> oh i wrote it down fam <laughs> right. I, I, I wrote it down so oh yeah and no, I, I wrote it all down so as far as speed and service goes i will say chick-fil-a always had they had a line wrapped around the building but they line moves so fast the line for the drive-through the line for chick-fil-a kitchen, yeah right the line the drive-through line for chick-fil-a was longer than the line for popeyes and they had two of the lines so they had easily four times as many customers, and it took me a third of the time. Not even. I was in the line, out of the line with my food, turning onto the street in Chick-fil-A within like eight minutes. Popeye's took me like 30 minutes. Chick-fil-A, they were smiling. They had a long line, so what they do is instead of using the drive through order machine they sent like four little girls out there and some hats and a bottle of water and they were taking your order and swiping your card while you were in the line so when you got to the front all I you like had to, to do is pick up your food church ushers huh yeah they're, they're church, church ushers basically basically that's, like basically. that's, that's yes. all it is uh come on here listen we bring the connection plate to you brother are you gonna make a donation today exactly amen amen and so it's um so yeah, so there, there's that. Popeyes was a long wait. The inside, they were very nice, but I mean, they were slow. They had four people working in that bit, and ain't nobody of that four was gonna work too hard because they knew what the day was gonna be. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the health wise of it. And they probably so dropped chick, out. Chick, they probably so called out saying, "Hey, I don't want to be here." Oh, the, I heard the manager getting on somebody because something was wrong with the bun machine, mm. and he knew about it yesterday. And his ass ain't show up till like eleven. <laughs> so she <laughs> she was going off on somebody. Somebody got fired yesterday. I don't know who. Somebody like, got fired. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so service wise, I give the the check mark to Chick Fil A. Uh, the healthiness of the sandwich. Man, oh man, uh, Chick Fil A is beautiful white breast meat 
it didn't have any condiments on it it was just chicken some bread and a pickle very simple and you can tell that they don't they're not heavy with the salt uh popeyes they seasoned it they heavy with the salt so your your blood pressure will be a little bit higher after eating the popeyes sandwich i mean i wouldn't expect you know. any less wouldn't expect yeah wouldn't expect thing. no less wouldn't expect no less mm-hmm. so we're gonna give the healthier part to chick-fil-a now Let's talk about the cost. The cost of a Chick-fil-A sandwich, just a sandwich, is $3.69. The cost of a Popeye's sandwich is $3.99. Lo and behold, this is the first time I think Chick-fil-A has won a cost um, a cost difference. Thank you. But I could I think not think of it. only because the sandwich is brand new. No, this sandwich is $3.99. That's just what it is. Well, I know. like the whole. You think they're like, going to drop the price? Probably. Uh, I doubt it. The way the way niggas is acting I over this sandwich, they'd be a damn fool to right. drop the price. If I mean, anything, I mean, it might I go up. Money now. Yeah. Mm. But so yeah, so Chick Fil A, you know, it's only thirty cents. So I mean, hey, well, how much is the combo? Because no one, well, I wouldn't say no one, but not a lot of people buy Chick Fil A as just a sandwich. Well, the Chick Fil A combo was like seven dollars. And how much is it at Popeyes? It's about the same. Like the, it was very comparable. Like oh, there's only thirty cent difference in the sandwiches. It's only thirty percent difference yeah, in the combo. Homeless man can find extra thirty cents. On the I mean, homeless man probably could buy more sandwiches than all of us in this phone right now. But that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. Cause them niggas don't be honest. So let's go to taste. Oh my goodness, taste, taste, taste. So the Chick Fil A sandwich, the classic. So like I said, it came with bun, br- um, breaded chicken, I'm and just, a pickle. Guys, I'm, my mouth is watering. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Listen, let me tell you. I've been into the sandwich. I said, oh, this is a good sandwich. I forgot what this was like. It was a good sandwich. It had a good taste to it. I was like, mm, it's missing something. So I went and I got some Polynesian sauce because y'all know that Polynesian sauce mm. at Chick fil A be busting. Yeah. So I dipped the sandwich in the Polynesian sauce. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. That was really good. So the, the sandwich tasted good, but I did have to note that I needed some sauce. Now let's go to Popeyes. First of all, do y'all niggas know that they toasted the buns? Yes. Chick fil A does not Wait, toast yes. the buns on their chicken sandwich. Yeah, they do. They do it on the bottom. Look, bro. It's not super it's, toasted. Okay, so so black people, on the, black, the people black people's toasted. Like Chick fil A put they put theirs on one. Popeyes put theirs on ten and they just take that shit out when they get a little dark. That like that's how you describe <laughs> it. Like is the bun is toasted. The chicken is larger. The piece of chicken is like when Buddy brought out the chicken the the I guess chicken patties. I don't know what the hell you would call it, but the chicken patties for the sandwiches. I thought they were chicken thighs. That they were huge. The the chicken is is really large to the bun, so they toast the bun. It makes it easier to hold. It is juicier and it is crunchy, like Popeye's chicken is crunchy. And I already talked to y'all about the uh, about the seasoning. The seasoning was so much better. They. Do make the custom, or not the custom, the Cajun, the regular sandwich just has mayo on it. And the spicy sandwich just has spicy mayo on it. It's both the same chicken. The chicken itself is not spicy. It's the sauce on the chicken that makes it spicy. Okay. Um, I was very happy with it. And my wife, she was very happy with the Popeyes over the Chick-fil-A. And I even tried to see what would happen if I put a little Polynesian sauce on the, on the Popeyes. <laughs> And it's let me tell you, you're not the only but it tastes better without the Polynesian sauce. I kid you not. Objection. I kid you not. I kid, <laughs> fam, I dipped it once in a pot. I said, mm, no, this isn't this isn't working. Like Polynesian sauce wow. makes everything better. 
Oh my right. god. Bruh, the the sauce made the sandwich worse. So all in all, my overall judgment is that Popeyes beats Chick-fil-A in tasting. The sandwich tasted better. I enjoy the toasted buns. It did it was not a dry sandwich and the chicken was still crunchy. Uh Chick-fil-A has the better overall experience. All in all, is the Popeye sandwich worth it? It is worth it to try. It is not worth it to sit in line for 40 minutes to two hours. Right. If you do that, you're a fucking yes. idiot. That's, that's my only take on and it. That's probably the only reason why I didn't get the sandwich. It's like every time I look at a line, I was like, now if, really you, worth if you're going to do it, that. go inside. Because yeah. they, they literally, she told the lady, um, she told the buddy at the register, don't take any more drive through. And we worked through like 10 people on the inside. So, I mean, I, I was in and out pretty you know, wow. fair. Mm-hmm. I parked my car, saw, and I came out, and like two cars had only moved maybe three spots mm-hmm. that time I left. So that's my take on it. Uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich, but if you go in and wait in two hours in line, then you just a dumb nigga. I don't yeah, understand what you got going on in your life. So if I see y'all waiting in line. I'm, uh, I come to Alabama, Mississippi, and I see y'all waiting in line for two hours on this sandwich. I'm gonna talk about you. I just want y'all to know that. And it's all still oh, love. Please do. Yeah, it's please it's do. it's all still love. <laughs> so, uh, you gotta about me, bro. We only got one Popeyes. Damn, dog. That's why I can't be living out in the country like y'all, bro. One Popeye. It'd be Popeyes different. Popeyes and no Chick Fil A. I gotta go to Mobile or go to get Chick Fil A. So let me ask you this: Ooh. How many WalMarts y'all got? <laughs> one. Oh, is it a Walmart or is it like one of the Walmart neighborhood markets? Yeah, you know, I used to tell you that all Walmart was like the mall. Okay. Uh, if you want to see everybody, you go in Walmart. Well, and y'all probably don't have shit else to do. Like y'all, no, I do. I mean, I just feel like y'all you know like Mississippi. Ain't much going on out there, but evading the KKK every other day. Other than that, I just don't see y'all having much to do out there. Y'all some brave souls. I'm cool. I could not live okay. out there on purpose. Oh, you say you can live out there on purpose? I could not live out there on purpose. Or life right now, so I'm cool. Even if I was getting paid like twice as much as what I'm doing now, and they tell me I gotta live there, I'm like, oh. I'll just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not willing to risk it all, fam? Not really. So, well, speaking of that, um, so, you know, uh, Ebony, we know you're in between uh, jobs right now. You made that very clear in the earlier beginning. But, uh, sir, what do you what do you do for work? Uh, I actually work for, I can't legally say on recording who okay. I work for. Okay, cool, cool, But cool. it is for a prominent technology company. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So you I'm in the IT the, and stuff, that kind of deal, that field. Um, uh, what field? Let's put it that way. What we? What field are you in? Without telling us, you know, anything that's going have the FBI come knocking on my door. <laughs> uh, technical. Uh, I deal with uh, cases involving uh, fraudulent enterprises. Uh, okay. I can't say any more than that. That's cool. No, no, no. That's that's actually plenty. That's actually plenty. Um, so okay, cool, cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that that I mean, I'm a, I'm an auditor, so that sounds like the kind of stuff I would definitely be into. I met a girl the other day. She's studying to become in, like go into forensics, and I was like, that's pretty dope. But forensic accounting? No, like forensics. Or just forensics. Like, period. Like she want to go with the crime and oh yeah, no. Test and all that. Mm-mm. Like, nah, people be out here. 
going to crime scenes, there's blood and guts everywhere, and hepatitis B is just sitting on the counter. Like, no, I don't. Mm-mm. That still doesn't mean it's not interesting when it comes to like. Oh, it was interesting on TV. Out why the person is doing it, and then actually coming up with all the clues and figuring. I just out don't want to go to the crime scene. Mm. I can see pictures. Yeah, she and said be just she didn't want to be the medical examiner or the coroner. I forgot what it was, but yeah, you playing with dead bodies. I just, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Love and joy. <laughs> I'll say this: watching mm-hmm. Law and Order has made me want to walk on a crime scene, show my badge, and go and stoop near a dead body. And figure out everything like in ten minutes, no lie. With your shades on at, at seven o'clock at night, right? Like, make sure, just make Shooter sure. was approximately thirty meters away, <laughs> like that type of thing. You smell that? He was black. We're looking for a black male, oh my God. height four one <laughs> to seven two, weighing approximately a hundred to seven hundred and twelve pounds. It's like that's literally right. every. That's every Anybody? person right. in the Yeah, I know, but we just we know he was Over black. The you smell that? Right. That's Gucci. I, I know that cologne. That's right. Gucci cologne. He was black. Or, right. or, you know, he's just... using Polynesian sauce. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So all right, let's get into our topic today. So today we're gonna be talking about pride. Pride and how it affects men and women differently and how they interact with situations. Uh, I'm going to start off by putting my info out there. So I asked my wife last night, I said, uh, you know, bae. She said, yeah. I said, "Uh, am I, uh, do you think I'm prideful? And she hit me with a yes so goddamn fast, y'all. Like, at first, I wasn't even sure that I had said the question loud enough. Like, I was like, are you sure you heard me? <laughs> like, I was, I was, I felt attacked. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm talking like, y'all, hey, babe, do you, do you think I'm prideful? Yes. Whoa, wait a minute, motherfucker. Think about it for a second. Shit. The fuck? Okay. So, it's so funny because I don't think your wife has a humble person. So it's like. She, well, I, mm, mm, so, yeah. I just thought yeah. that was funny. But, uh, <laughs> so I, so I asked her, I was like, well, how am I prideful? I don't think I'm prideful. I don't. I don't think I'm prideful in the sense that I'm Annoying. above everyone, but mm-hmm. she was like, "No, you just don't. You won't ask for help." It's like if you're going through mm-hmm. something, or you're dealing with something, you, you are prideful in that you have to deal with it yourself and mm-hmm. do it yourself. Agreed. And I was like, first of all, this this amen corner over here. You all y'all niggas can go to hell. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just agreeing that we know who our friend is you know. that is sitting in my okay face. Yes, in our studio, quote yes. unquote, <laughs> quotation marks, air quotation marks in our studio. But um, so yeah, and and that's really the premise of what we're talking about today. Pride has so many different definitions and ways that it manifests itself, but how does it hurt us or help us in different situations? being a man and being a woman so that's kind of my my ode uh let's start with you ebony do you think sir is prideful? that was not the question <laughs> <laughs> it's better to ask the opposite person this is of asking them are they prideful because of course if you ask me if i'm prideful i'm gonna be like no but you you probably like yeah because of these following reasons because you're watching me 
if that makes any sense. That actually did make sense. I'm very proud of how eloquently you put that, Jr. It's on the axis. Okay, all right. That's what she on her fruit juice this morning. So that's what it is. So um, you ain't got to specifically talk about me, Ebony. But damn, shit. Uh, I was about. To, I said, sir, as in birthday boy. Oh, you know what? You're right. Gosh, I have to get this right. I'm Sir Rude and he's Sir. You know what? Yeah, I'll just call him birthday boy, guys. <sighs> His oh yeah! Was oh yeah! 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 Shout out! Shout out to my dog, sir. He just had a birthday yesterday. He just turned three hey. uh, years old. <laughs> Y'all got did that right there. Like last week, though. I just want to point that out. It's okay. It's okay. Oh. It, it was technically last week, but we had a medical situation with a family member that's oh. really close to me, oh. so everything got pushed back a week. No, it's it's cool. It's cool. Well, uh, best wishes to uh, said family member. However, back to what we were saying though, it's my dog birthday. It's my dog birthday. That's that Florida music. Y'all might y'all may or may not know, I don't know. But um but anyway, so uh yeah, so actually this is this that's a pretty good interesting uh way to put that, JR. So Ebony, do you think Sir is prideful or shows pride in any way? And it could be good or bad. Uh personally I don't think so the reason being is because he makes an effort to make sure he has people around him that he can go to when he needs help Mm -hmm. but at the same token he tries to do things that he can on his own so it's like he has people around him that if he needs this person to do that he has them you know available but he doesn't necessarily use that help all the time. I guess it's kind of like he doesn't take advantage of the help when you put it like that, like some people. So it's like a good mixture to you. I would say he's not prideful, but he does try to take as much as he can before he uses his outside resources. He wants to be independent first, and then... Yes. And then figure it yes, out. Very and much if he so. can't figure it out, yes. then he'll gladly ask. But when I say that, I exactly. have to be prideful. Exactly. Y'all are yes. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are horrible people. But you really do be like, nah, I just figured it out on my own. And I was like, but there's so many resources. No, I'm still not going to go, though. I'm like, the, what you, you mean? Really could just the, go. Only, the only <laughs> thing that I've done that with is therapy. And we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. That's the only thing. Everything else, nah. I I do my best to try to figure it out myself, and then I go get help if I absolutely need it. I haven't seen that when it comes to just because I ain't come to you. Well, not well. I'm not saying you ain't got to come to me because I can't help you. But (laughs) 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 but when you like, I think maybe one time you did when it came to like advice, and that was like out of disperse in the moment i was like oh you asking me for advice what? yeah i don't remember what it was i did ask you for something um, i just i think it was when you were trying to come up with like your own thing that you wanted to do like you wanted to become your own um um professional public speaker oh yeah yeah, yeah. You're asking like how to go about it and i was like oh you asking me <laughs> yeah yeah dark days but you know <laughs> <laughs> so okay so sir first of all how long have you guys known each other ebony and sir uh i'm saying coming on a year actually um yeah. if, if i may give a background story Go right ahead. a little transition noise um but anyway <laughs> um, i went to an open mic uh event 
because I had I had been in Mobile because I, I went to AAMU. Uh, shout out to HBCUs. Uh, but I went to AAMU uh, uh, let, uh, after let, um, a few years. Let everybody that. know where AAMU is just for some oh, of yeah. who don't know. I know who it is, but do you know? Right. Uh, I attended uh, the Alabama A&M University in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, after attending there, I decided to move back after about 13 years of living in Huntsville. So I moved back, um, didn't have any friends because I didn't have kids. Apparently, everyone I knew got pregnant uh, as soon as I left and had like 13-year-olds when I came back. Oh, damn. So I had to find new outlets, right, right. So I decided to attend this um, open mic uh, here, and uh, I went, and this young lady, uh, she looked nervous, but she read this poem, and she shook the entire crowd. I mean, it, it was the, the spirit of art was in the air. If, if you've ever been somewhere and heard a poet connect with the entire crowd, you know that mm -hmm. feeling I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and that person was Ebony. So, uh, that's nice. No, around this time, my Right, right. She's great. She's a great performer. The Ebony you're hearing now and the Ebony on stage oh, they're different. are two different Ebony. They're different. Two totally different Ebony. But um, I, I talked to her afterwards. We, we became friends. She followed my podcast. And she's one of those fans that uh, I see constantly commenting on how we can improve or just constantly engaging. So everything I did, she supported. So everything that she does, I support. And that's really how we stay connected. Uh, she's one that's of my beautiful. fans, and I'm one of her biggest fans, man. That's beautiful. Y'all hear that out there in, in, in uh, listening land? This crying kids is what it means to support your friends and their growth. Yeah. Right. The simple things. You might not be able to pay a bill, but God damn it, the simple things. Exactly. So exactly. being that you know um, her from this way, that you, you actually get to know both sides of her, the poet right. side and the current i'm really shy person ebony mm -hmm. that's dinging on this goddamn <laughs> podcast and shit um <laughs> how would you describe her as far as how her her pride or her approach to things um ebony's pretty prideful i love it again but she really is uh she's really prideful she um She's one of those people that's an empath. She'll take on the issues and hear your side of what's going on and will offer everything she has. But on the other end, the only way you'll know she's going through something is if you pry it out of her. And I know that personally because just as we alluded to earlier, I had a family member who recently fallen ill. And um, Ebony approached me without me profiting her. And told me if she, you know, if I needed anything, she's there. And we, we talked about it. She let me vent. And about a week later, you know, I, I, I do this thing where I check in on my friends. If not every day, every other day, just to see how you're doing. Um, and we, we had a long conversation about an, an issue she's having. And I had no idea that she felt this way. And so I had to kind of, I don't want to say admonish her. Mm -hmm. but I had to kind of respectfully check her to let her know that, Hey, you know, you don't have to do this battle alone. You know, just like you're there for me, I'm here for you. You know, it's not exactly fair that you try to bear that cross by yourself, but yet you want to be here for me. So, um, this was actually a conversation, Ebony, a couple of days ago. 
Not to put our business out there. No, it's out there. But, yeah, because I thought the king about it the same day, so he knows what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. okay. So, yeah, we, we had that conversation, and um, I get I mean, if, if If I may make this allusion here, the only re- just like you, you said that I surround myself with people that are willing to, to help, uh, the only reason I'm like that is because I know what it's like to try and do it by yourself. It's incredibly stressful. And you will lash out in ways to people that you love that you can't imagine. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason I know to surround myself with positive people who are willing to help um, and know that I can, you know, reach out if necessary. Amen. Doing it by yourself, ain't Mm -hmm. it? Straight up. Preach it, Deacon. Preach it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Can we call them down to the altar? But, um. But no, I, I totally agree with him, Ebony. You are one of the most prideful people that I know. So, hey girl, I just met you, so I can't say nothing. Yeah, but there's not, a reason though, and I'm going to say this later. But there's a reason. And what is it? And I just recently, after you asked the question on on the thing, that's when I realized, like, I actually kind of went back and realized why I'm like that. But I'll, I'll tap into that later. Well, so let's let's. Uh, and and I well hold hold up, oh, Jay. Are you not getting off the hook? I had Damn. to think about it. She went over here quiet <laughs> as fuck. Nah, nigga. Right. Um, so I don't think. I think Jr. You are not prideful enough. You did say that before. I would like you to be more prideful, mm-hmm. and I think uh, and and I've I've actually talked about it on here before. That I've seen your confidence in yourself change over the time that we've met each other Mm -hmm. and i i do think that things like this podcast things like making it through school has helped but i want to see you become more prideful and realize your potential and your worth and make other people respect it especially being that you are an artist i was about to say an actual artist but that that would probably piss off and trigger off so many people yeah just say visual Um, artist bro i'm just gonna say artist well i was gonna say okay so this is why i say actual Mm -hmm. artist i do understand that people that that create music and do podcasts that you're artists i get that um people like ebony creates poetry that's something that can be taken up and brought in by other people and i get that you can get that through podcasts but some people Mm -hmm. get really offended when you don't consider them an artist because they do a podcast Mm -hmm. i do not consider myself a fucking artist because I do a podcast. Right. I consider JR an artist because JR actually sits down and she draws things. She yeah. paints things. And she provides something for the consumption. That's why you just call them visual artists because I make visuals. Man, the visual part is too much for me. I'm a simple nigga. Like, but to actually say what type of artist I am, all you got to say is a visual artist. I'm just going to say artist. I was going to say actual artist, yeah, but that, don't say actual. that would piss just off. say me. visual. So anyway, JR is, a, is, an, is an artist. She's a good artist. And... It's one of those things where I saw her stuff. I'm like, well, why aren't you doing something with this? Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's always one of those kind of deals. It's something something never aligns right for the stars to go. But it's it's like you have a talent. Go out there and just use it and have faith in that talent. So I would actually like to see you become more prideful. Now, let's think about what we got here. We have me who's considered prideful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Ebony, who's basically me, but in female form. <laughs> we have Sir, who was prideful, but now he's much more. Give me all the help that you can get. And then Jr., who's very independent, mm-hmm. like you typically do stuff by yourself. But 
I just I want you to have I don't I don't need you to have the pride as in you don't need to ask people for help, but have the pride in that you understand your own worth right. and demand that people recognize your worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what's and interesting? Think, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go and ahead. I told you about that because it when me when it when I think of prideful, it come off as very arrogant, mm-hmm. and I personally can't stand arrogant people. So I guess that's. We talked about that before between, like, there's a line between being just arrogant and being confident in what you know and what you got and blah, blah, blah. Amen. Um, so, like he was saying, I noticed as well that my confidence has became much more. But I do agree that I should be more prideful in what I have and what I've got, um, especially with my artwork. Um, I keep, I'm that person that's like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, but I'm very like, let me sit on it and like calculate every which way mm-hmm. that's going to be good or be not good about it. And then I'm finally going to do it. And it comes off as very procrastinator ish, if that's that's not a word, but you know. Yeah, no, nah, you, you know what? You you and Ebony must have went to that same school lot, though. Because all they just make it up words. I think it's an artist thing, it's, like, it's a creative thing. People who are creative, exactly. just like we see all these good things that are happening. Um, especially like me personally, when people are like, yeah, your artwork is amazing. Meanwhile, I'm like, that line is not straight. This curve is not right. The shading is not as dark as I want it. Hey, yeah. that's when <laughs> and that's when you take what that's you think awful. is mediocre to professionals, and you become a god to the amateurs. Right. That's how you do. And it. that's the thing is just trying to find a professional that's willing to help you, like um, what Sir, happy birthday boy got. So, yeah. Well, all right. Well, the, um, so so let me ask you this, and this is just kind of a, a yes or no question. Typically, do you think men tend to be more prideful in how they handle situations and women tend to be less prideful? Yes or no, go around the board, starting with uh, the ladies. To me, it depends, but I agree that I believe men are more prideful compared to women. Okay. But I think it also, de- yeah, it just depends. Okay. Keyword, hyphenated, oh, italicized, bold, under- This nigga here. <laughs> what did you say, Ebony? I'm neutral, like, because I see it from a single mother's standpoint, a lot of single mothers tend to be very powerful, so <laughs> we have a lot of single mothers. Okay. In my mind, men are powerful, women are powerful, but I think it's more balanced than we think. You said it's more balanced than, than what? Than we think? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Then we, then we assume. All right, sir. Well... Not to sound like a jerk, but I, I think guys are more prideful. I think it has to do with uh, societal roles that we've grown up with. That that mentality of, okay, you're the man, well, you have to provide under any circumstances, you know. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I'm i signing I'm with sir. I think men are definitely more prideful. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as balanced as what... Um, Ebony is saying only because of just like sir said societal roles I have been taught from birth to be prideful without even knowing it women that are single mothers I do agree Ebony you become prideful but that's the thing you became prideful you had to be in a situation that induced you being prideful now Ebony's a weird situation because since I've known Ebony we've always 
me and Ebony being pretty close and literally we've always said Ebony think like a nigga like she do not think like the average woman at all oh, absolutely so is it it makes sense to me that she would be prideful because she she has the mentality of a man and that being said my man it, no don't don't bad. apologize oh, don't, just funny. first of all first of all if anybody if any man has a problem or any woman has a problem with a woman that is prideful or has a, has a, the mentality of a man or whatever they can fuck off it's just that simple if you can't handle it then fine you can't handle it and move on oh she too strong for one no 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 no, that if she's too strong for you, then move on. And you find somebody that's not strong, not as not too strong for you. Like it's not that serious. <laughs> Don't apologize for who you are. Um, and again, there's a difference. See, right, even right there, just in that one situation, you say someone says that you um, that you're prideful and you have the mentality, man. Your first thought is, oh, well, I apologize. My first thought is, fuck them. See that, and that's that's the the pride coming through. Me being taught that hey i am who i am and this is okay they accept it or we move on versus you as a woman especially as a black woman having to say well i have to apologize and keep it to myself how i feel or and change my outwardly actions and appearance and i think that's a that's just a, a problem like that's that's an issue so how do we how do we fix that kind of gap gap in pride when it comes to men and women this is more so the perception the the perception of how you should be treated and the perception of i guess the perception of how you should be treated and how you should act because and that goes into the gender role mm-hmm. whole society yeah. thing. that's like a I mean that's a that's a that's five day a, conversation correct, by itself. Correct. Like, it's <laughs> a total five like, day I, conversation. There's no way we could talk about it within two hours. <laughs> but <laughs> but because everything sure. like is involved with that. Okay. Well, I mean, still, it, well, not everything. Well, just a lot of things, factors. Well, even with okay, so even with the the things and factors, what are some of those things? What are some of those factors that affect how we handle situations? Because that's the whole the whole point of the conversation. Yeah, we're talking about pride, but we want to really get on how do men and women react to certain situations? How do we change the, um, I guess, the status quo for what you're supposed to do as a woman and what I'm ex- what I'm ex- supposed to do as a man? Gotcha. And again, it's like well, so in my opinion, for me, I'm adaptive. So for my uh, personal perception of perceptive perception sorry um i adapted to things that happen so like if i'm gonna give you an example mm-hmm. if my aunt told me younger that i did this wrong or i was supposed to be doing this and i'm not doing that then i adapted to it so it's like i adapted to negative criticism and when you say adapted adapted so how how'd you adapt um, okay, give you another scenario. Before I had kids, I didn't get criticized as much. But as soon as I had my first child, then people were like, oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. So I became adaptive in the way that I started doing things, trying to prove to everybody else that I didn't need them. 
Because I felt like them saying, oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, was like people telling me I needed help. So I guess, so I guess what I'm trying to get clarity on. So I guess what I'm trying to get clarity on, Ebony, is when you say you adapted, like, did you change, did you adapt and change to do what they were saying, or did you adapt and change to show them that you can still do it your way without exactly. their help? Exactly, I adapted to show them that I, exactly, I tried to prove to everybody that I don't need you, which actually, I realize now, hurt me in the long run. So how is that adaptive? Because I shut everybody off. I, sh- I guess adaptive so, because would have been a word, yeah. but I understand what she means. I mean, you were... So what, what word would you use now? Well, I guess, I guess the reason I'm saying it is like adaptive indicates that you changed in some way, but it sounds to me like you just became more obstinate. I did, said, but I did it indirectly. I changed indirectly. How okay. I would have changed... I didn't change in the way that they felt like I should have. I did the opposite as a way of trying to prove anyway. them. When so, you tell someone that they can't, yeah. you give me a reason to do it. So, so in other words, you, right. you made changes exactly. to make sure what you were doing was going to work, not changes as to following what they what plan they had set out for you. Gotcha. And I think when right. I, I can understand that is with pride, but at the same time, it's like, you again, you're challenging me and you're telling me that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to say that's considered pride. It's more of well, I, I can do this thing, and I really don't need your assistance. But that is pride. Well, okay, yeah, I guess so. But it's like, I don't know, because pride, again, I guess with me, pride, it's more of like the arrogance of it mm-hmm. and not like I'm very proud of this situation. It's mm-hmm. more of, hey, you tell me I can't do it, I can and I will, and I'll do it in half the time, actually. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I can understand with her situation that, if you're telling me that I need help, blah, 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 then no, I can actually do this alone. A lot of people have done it before, and I can do it too type of thing. Um, I guess the same thing with my sisters as well. Like, um, I can't tell you how many men, especially white old men, that come up to me talking about, you need a husband. I was like, the for fuck? what? Yes. <laughs> like, what? Or they'd be quick to be like, oh, so you must have a boyfriend, don't you? Why must you assume I got a man, Brad? Like, do Why you want to be, be my old man? And white? Like, What's happening here? Yeah, he, Where are you me. going to find these people? I don't go nowhere. I'll be at work. You better stay off Craigslist. <laughs> no, they'd be at work and come to me. And I'd be like, I, what? <laughs> Why is it like the whole persona of I need to have a man to be complete or have a, or have a kid to be complete? Oh, that's a... That's a whole different conversation, Boy, a, but it's like, tough one what right the there. fuck? It is. That's easy. <laughs> that, that's that's just easy. That, that goes back into that, right, that, that goes back to that societal roles conversation. That's we church. Having that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not shit as a woman. We, we, taught, we taught women. Unless you find a man. Exactly. We taught women from right. back in damn ancient days. And Cave I say ancient. Days. Thank you. You <laughs> ain't shit unless you find you a husband and bear him children. That is your job. Yeah, and I'm like, like that no, is, motherfucker. That's I, know it. I live my life to the fullest. And I had to tell my friend that I'm the other day, and she how. was a fucking woman as well. It's like, I can't wait for you to have kids. Bitch, don't worry about my womb. Worry about yourself. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's a common problem. We, we talk about it on the podcast all the time, especially with black families. We always quick to say, so when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? Like, it's a requirement. Correct. I mean, I, I think back in the next level day, of life, like, I don't have right. to meet that I, I level think if I don't want to. I, th- I think it derives from 
the previous mindset of like the 60s for the sake of survival, mm-hmm. you know, because they were lynching us and we were just trying to make it. So we were trying to kick out more families to make sure our last name would continue. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're not exactly in that phase, but that old mindset of women being baby factories is still kind of lingering. And that's where that comes from. So yeah. that's just me. I, I don't think you need to have a ring on your finger to to have a complete life to be real with you thank you and i think that's also what happens when we we pressure people into getting into relationships into getting married into having children and not necessarily in that order Mm -hmm. and so once someone does something out of order then we start to chastise them on how they should be doing it for example this without knowing the details ebony of all your shit going on half the time when as a single mom you're out here doing your best and you're trying to make things happen the motherfuckers that come up to you and telling you that you should be doing something different or on their third husband with a fourth different child like bitch you ain't know what the fuck you was doing now, how you gonna tell me, nigga? You ain't know what you was doing. And it's usually those people too. I was like, your life is Thank shit. Thank you. Oh, uh, so you, you got when no are you time, gonna have you got, kids? Yeah. Uh, listen, lady, you, you twenty three with three kids working at Popeyes. You don't tell me when I get to have children. Correct. Like you right. are literally, literally the worst <laughs> example to tell me anything about how I live my life. <laughs> if it's not about seasoning chicken, I don't want to hear it. Straight up, like I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That reminds me of that <laughs> that verse Cardi B said: "People who talk pop the most shit are the people who shit not together." Exactly. <laughs> that means that's just that what it is. Line of that fucking song. It is what it is. Like, how about you worry about yourself? Because like you got plenty years. of problems to that's solve. That's ancient proverb now. Like it's an ancient, <laughs> ancient, an proverb ancient proverb now. forever. Look, bro, look at look at this country as America. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get political. I did it. Um, we literally go over somewhere and say, hey, listen, uh, these people should be free and they should have democracy. So we're going to go over there and we're going to fuck up everything they have been doing for the last couple hundred years. And we're going to give them democracy. And then you come back to America and we don't even have a fucking democracy. We don't. We, our government right. structure isn't even a democracy. We don't do anything democratically at all. And... Uh, uh, I hate this country. All right. Anyway, let's get let's 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 try to we veered we veered off we veered off. But so, Sarah was trying to say something, and I think Ebony was trying to say something. Ebony, Ebony, what you was you was trying to say, some girl? Oh, I was just no, I was just agreeing that we went all the way there. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Sorry. So let's take it. Let's take an example like that's this. That's why I'm like this whole conversation when it comes to pride. There's a lot of oh yeah, it's, it is. And I also wanted to say as well, it's like it's not just men, but it's I believe it's also black women are the main ones that are trying to be control of the women's womb or why they're not having a house yet or a family yet and blah, blah, blah. But that's a whole different conversation. So (laughs) this and this is clearly. I I don't think it's just black women, though. I I know Asians that do that and white, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that many Asians. Oh, yeah. The Asians are bad. Oh. But I believe you. I just personally. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're pretty Asians. bad on it. What were you saying, Ebony, though? What about the Asians? You said something about chicken fried rice. I was just saying that I know a lot of. No, no chicken fried rice. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying that I know that they their families can be hard on them, especially when it's trying to keep them in the, you know, the, the culture in the family. Instead mm-hmm. of them marrying outside of their race, they're trying to make sure that they, they stay with 
someone in the same culture and have kids by a certain time, marry by a certain time. That's all I was going to say. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, Can I interject on that? Go ahead, quick? go ahead, go ahead. As, as much as we knock them for doing it, I think black people are even worse. Because I'm going to tell you, I live in Alabama, which is, of course, clan ready at all times. Yeah, we hear about flags you. everywhere. We see y'all on the news. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But black families do it often, like more than you can believe. I can't tell you, and I hate to put my family on blast like this, but my mom has told me flat out, don't you bring a white woman in this house. <laughs> so as much as we talk about keeping families pure, we do the same thing. And the killer thing is to me, and this is what I never understand. We have white people that do that. We have black people that do this. But we see mixed kids and we're like, oh, they're so beautiful. Right. We, hate their, we hate the couples that made them. Yeah, diversity but is the makes best thing no that can happen Uh, say that again for me. I said, I, I said, um, I said, no, that diversity is like the best thing that can happen to the human gene pool. It is a beautiful thing. Hey, exactly. This, this, we're gonna, we're gonna mix one way or another. We're, okay. we're just gonna turn out to be like one oh, large right. color of people. Right. We're, we're all gonna be either that. We're all gonna end up being light skinned by like year three thousand or something. Oh yeah. But, mm -hmm. but either way, it's, it's just this, this whole class system thing all goes back to religion just like sir rude said to be quite honest with you mm -hmm. uh, back when women were basically property no offense but that's what you basically ain't were no offense. We say facts. ain't no ain't no offense that's just <laughs> facts. this is history right though yo so slaves property that's it's it's all through the bible and all this incest and stuff that goes on back then just for the sake of keeping the family name going that's and keeping that's the what's going on now pure. we have to Yes, and that's how all these diseases came about, hemophilias and stuff, but we'll get into that another day. But um, <laughs> but I feel like as long as we keep that mentality, it's it's not going to change. It's just going to be in a different format years from now. So I think the way we beat it is just keep having these conversations. Quite honestly, it might make people uncomfortable. We might be seen as being sacrilegious or whatever, but screw it. If, if it's for progress, let's have progress. Exactly, and I think a big being, difference so between... Like um, those what, Ebony? I was just saying, people like to put those labels on just to make you feel bad about how you about your, your feeling for something. Yeah, because it's still about the social class and just classes in general. Right. They court the label mm -hmm. so that way they know where you are in the totem pole. Exactly. Right. And I, right. I think uh, going back to kind of the comparison between blacks and Asians, uh, one of the biggest differences I would say between why uh, blacks and Asians, as far as trying to force you into going into this career, having a family, getting married, all is Asian cultures actually help set you up to at least do it. Yeah, if they send you off to right. school, your school is paid for and take care of you. They want you to start a business. They're going to hand you a business that's already jump started or they will bring together the money to get you whatever you need. They're, they'll they don't, just support you financially. Yeah, they'll, 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 they might tell you what to do, but they're going to do something to help you along that. Niggas just come up. Hey, man, when you uh, when you having kids. Uh, when I stop helping you take care of your seven, like what do you, <laughs> yes, nigga, you when need I'm me to babysit for, for you every bill, other weekend. I'm also paying for my bills. And Thank you. You still on my right. phone plan? Why are you asking me questions right now? Correct. Take your ass home. You before I cut off your phone. <laughs> Thank you. You on my car insurance? I'm about to cancel your shit tomorrow. Keep fucking with me. You ain't gonna even have a car to drive to work. You well, don't. Been, you don't have a car to drive to work. 
You got grandma money? See, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They love talking about, oh, I want, I'm, I'm waiting patiently for grandkids. Where, first who going to take where care of them? Yeah, exactly. Where and who? Who going to take care and what, of them? And what, with what money? Because last time I checked, we both piss poor right now. Or barely making it. Thank you. I'm, I'm checked to check. As long as I'm checked to check, man, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just yeah, don't. and that's not cute, bro. So, okay. So, getting getting back back on topic again. Let's rear this back in, people. Um, so, one thing that I like to talk about is the workplace. And how this makes a huge difference in the workplace. We all... Child, that's a whole different conversation. Can we all agree? Can we all agree that with pay gap, men get paid more than women on average? Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's also a guy. I'm waiting for Ebony's ding or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think a big part of that, and we we've talked about it before on this podcast, and mm-hmm. I've talked about it at different places, is that men will ask for a raise, or they'll ask or for promotion. more, whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever the case might be. Men are more prideful about it, and they have more. Uh, they they feel more for their own self worth and like hey I should be getting this I why not go ask for it you know it's it's almost it's almost like entitlement but it's not really they just like hey shoot fuck it why not ask women are a little bit more passive about it how do we change people's perception of how to approach a better life whether that be asking for more money whether that be asking for a promotion within the workplace how do we let's just start somewhere simple like that if we can there's so many different avenues of this that we can tackle but what about in the workplace because a lot of our people that are listening to this they are working jobs where they're probably underpaid for what they do mm-hmm. so how do they go for changing that please not all at once yeah it's like I'm gonna let the anyone chime it's in. a deep question give us right. a second oh <laughs> Right, I'm I'm sitting in the back of church on this one. I'm gonna just watch. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let either Ebony or go ahead, Sir go ahead, go ahead. Ready? They got they're gathering thoughts. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I honestly don't know personally, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm listening. Gotcha. And we had this conversation before, and I guess again, it's a whole like training mechanism or whatever, or not being prideful enough when it comes to asking the. Um, raise or whatever because for me personally I would think of it as backing out of it saying oh I'm not doing as much as this person right here so why should I ask for a raise mm-hmm. um, for me personally with since I do the accounting I see that the money's not all there yet so I'm going to wait on it <laughs> and see when the when the revenue picks up then I'll okay I think I'll ask them um, also the same thing of with me with the accounting wise as well we're going to wait until all the leakages are cut off and we can actually see more money coming through if well leakages as i mean we're paying for something i was that gonna we say you're gonna really have to need. expand on that yeah, one fam okay right. <laughs> <laughs> i was like well let me see. when it comes to leakages in the business there's businesses will pay for stuff that are obviously not working for them anymore or it's not really worth the money so they're going to cut that off as um you know plugging the waste, leakage. So wasted op- wasted operations basically correct wasted money going wasted into money going down so we're going to cut out that leakage and more money is being gained back to us um so once we cut off those leakages from what i'm seeing with the business then i'll probably ask as well uh, but mainly when it comes to you're asking how are we going to change your perception on asking for a raise or dealing with the pay gap situation well more so i guess yes 
uh, change people's approach to it. Because like even so, let's just take the example you just told us. Mm-hmm. You are looking at the money, so you know exactly where the money is. Right. You won't ask for a promotion or a raise because you're being thoughtful Damn. of the business. Correct. While I'm sitting here like, if you already know where the problems are, as a man, I already know I would straight ask you for the money and then bring to you these are the areas where we have failing operations that if we cancel, it would save us $30,000 a year mm-hmm. and all I'm asking for is 5000 of that since I found a problem. You know, so, <laughs> something like that. You see what yes. I'm saying? So it's, it's, and that is a way to come about it, especially since I am looking at the money a lot. But I guess coming from the people who don't see that, um, mm-hmm. um, obviously just ask, but at the same time, it's the whole like mindset of it of just asking for it instead of just assuming the answer is no. Yeah. Um, and that's something I just had a lot. Well, I had to learn personally growing up, um, especially when I asked my mom for stuff. I even told her one day, I was like, I didn't want to ask because I just knew it was going to be no. And she was like, you can't assume my answer since you're not me. And this I was like, true. damn. <laughs> this is, this so, is true. Yeah. And especially when you know you're doing pretty well at the job and you can, I, I guess you can use that as leverage on, hey, I've done this and this and this for the company. Can I please have a raise? And then negotiate about it. And again, that's just another thing women weren't taught weren't taught about with negotiating um, raises. And that should also be just something to be taught to us uh, somehow, some way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you real quick on that. Mm-hmm. Women might not have been taught how to how to negotiate a raise, but men nowadays are not taught either. But that's because they don't really right. I feel like with that they don't really have to negotiate as much you're just like hey man you still got to negotiate here's the thing either way you have to negotiate long as the white man the one offering you money you got to negotiate how you're gonna get that money correct but i feel like with men they don't have to do as much they just come in you might not have to do can i get this pay raise and it's not automatic yes yeah it's not but it just again y'all already have that whole i'm proud enough to go i guess i'm saying is i'm not (laughs) saying it's harder i'm not i'm not I am not not saying it's easier for men than women to ask for raises. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is it's not a skill that is taught to either side Mm. in the black community. White folks, maybe. When Okay, who here has bought a car? I had to buy one. I was just about to use this analogy. I'm glad you're doing it. So, so, sir, you bought a car or you at least attempted to buy a car. Ebony, baby, mm-hmm. you, you bought a um you bought a car, baby. I bought two, thank you. Ooh. Well, nigga, chime in then, motherfucker. Like, don't get don't get the hot seats with me. You sit like your phone on mute, and I'm like, has anyone bought a car? Ebony, crickets. <laughs> that was a mean moment. I was about to think sooner or later. But um, but yeah, so Okay, have any so when you guys went and bought your cars my mom was there the entire time okay hold up no when you went and bought your car did anyone has anyone ever taught you how to i guess haggle or negotiate with a car salesman before you went and bought the car no did you learn this shit growing nope. up no nope what about you sir i had to learn oh uh, yeah i've been i learned to haggle outside of buying a car my first experience was really, and this is going to sound crazy, but um, everybody used to have the candy lady, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. That's where I learned to haggle. 
<laughs> I, I didn't always have the money to get everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of turn on the charm or had to, you know, Use get in good, you learn candy to get the here. gap. Exactly. But that's that's really the same thing. You, that's like your you, foot in the door. But it sounds to me like you developed that skill. You were not taught that skill. Oh, well, yes. And in, in that case, right. And so that's and so that's what getting back to what yeah. I was saying with JR. I think that's the thing. What would you say, Ebony? It's a part of that walk home zone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, bro, we we don't within the black community. We do not teach negotiation. As a child, you don't even negotiate. If you want something, just like you said, you know, you wouldn't ask your mom because you already knew the answer was going to be no. Mm-hmm. I was the same same way with my people. You got to the point where you get tired of hearing no all the time. You just stop asking. Mm-hmm. So you don't learn to negotiate. Instead, you end up going into these these places with these jobs and then you end up seeing a lot of underpaying jobs filled in by people of color who don't know how to negotiate or have the confidence to or the pride to go forth and even just say i'm worth more than this mm-hmm. i'm worth more than this twenty thousand dollar job that you're paying paying me you know yeah and it also doesn't help when you're sitting at the job and you're like thinking about getting a raise and then one of your higher-ups are like you can pay more than my assistant, and she does twice as much as you. That doesn't help. That doesn't mean I don't have bills either. That this this payment is not helping me out with. Oh yeah, no, I've never had a um, I've never had <laughs> um, a boss attempt thing. to say something like that. Yeah. If a boss and attempt to say something like that, it's an HR moment. Yeah, because I'm about to cuss you out yeah. straight up. I'm going to HR. Man, first of all, fuck you and that raggedy ass assistant. She be taking ninety minute lunches anyway. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's that, my whole job situation is weird because I look at her as a boss more than the owner, who is technically my boss. Mm-hmm. But the owner's never there. Um, that boss that I have, she's not a paid employee with the employer that I'm at. So yeah, that's why I'm like, she's Nigga, not. That really, doesn't sound like a boss. Well, she's the only reason I know halfway anything when it comes to doing this accounting shit. So, but still, I just. That's we have to have another talk about that one off air because that yeah. sounds like y'all got some issues going on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring in the little flip a flip a business people for y'all or something. Have y'all niggas on um, TLC trying to get a new business or something? That don't sound right. How your supervisor motherfucker not on payroll? How's she in the building? Wait a minute, it's a why is uh, she there? She's paid as what do you call those people? She's a consultant. Yes, and on oh okay, yeah. Hmm, interesting. I was like, they can't afford her. That's why she ain't there. <laughs> so basically, so basically with the job, oh. but basically with the job, um, I think the best way to combat women feeling under, well, not underappreciated, but to combat uh, women not being prideful enough, you just have to ask and be confident in what you're doing. There's this little Asian girl at my job, and of course she would be Asian, who. She knows that she should be doing better than what she's doing now. Mm -hmm. She's too smart. She's wasting her time. And she knows she can make a lot more money. So I told her, put on your resume everything that you do. And she was like, oh, well, all I do is read, read and correct. I was like, that's not all you do. Like, take time. And this is for everyone. If you really want to show that you deserve a promotion or a raise, stop what you're doing and get a pen and piece of paper. Write down every single little thing that you do that day. And don't don't cut corners. Write down every single thing that you do that day. And you will look at that shit and be like, damn, I do three pages worth of shit every day. 
things that you chop up for granted she says i review reports well actually she has to go and find the reports um then she has to go through and read this double check this make sure that this information she's verifying this she's reconciling this she's doing a lot of shit but she chops it up as read the reports so we have to watch ourselves especially with the job that we are hey take pride in what you're doing be proud of the job that you do and bring it to people's attention so that they will pay you for it or you go find a job that will pay you for all that you do because mm-hmm. like i applied for some contract management job man i've never written a contract signed a contract this was like um a contract job with fsu it was oh my gosh it, it was a nice very 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 nice paying job and i already knew when i looked at the shit i was like there's no way i qualify for this shit i applied anyway I got an interview. I didn't get the job, but I came in second only to a person that just had a little bit more experience than me. Why? Because I finessed everything that I currently do into whatever it is that they were looking for. Because instead of just saying, oh, I'm an auditor, I said, no, I look at this. I reconcile this. I deal with this. I look up this. I contact people with this. I do trainings on, excuse me, do trainings on this. It's all about how we present ourselves. So I think that's one way that we can definitely show more pride in our workplace and make it more beneficial for us hmm. but let's talk about life though yeah i was like for me though let's let's talk I understand about the presenting everything and making sure that i i write everything that i've done and show it out but mm-hmm. there's still those obnoxious employers or the people that interview you the moment they see you they're like oh i mean well at least for me personally i literally had an interview one time i didn't even get into the fucking room the interviewer literally smiled and her or her face changed by the moment she saw me. Oh, I mean, some things you just can't get. That sounds like some shit in Mississippi. You sure? Yeah. No, I was definitely That's in Killarney like- area. <laughs> um, and that was not just one, but I also went to another interview for a job that's way less, but it's for a part-time position. And she was just like, oh, you don't seem bubbly enough. I don't think this well, is going to be good for you. I'm like, eh, what? Oh. The, because I'm listening to you well, and trying to understand what this is, like, yeah. So I was like, well, yeah. I feel like those are. I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, you're good. I feel like those are X factors. Like those are the things you can't account for. So don't dwell on those too much. I think what what Sir Rude is saying is focus on what you do and do it well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the positive part of pride comes in. Is you got to believe the hype about yourself first. Mm-hmm. You got to know that you're the shit. And know that what you can do, nobody else can. So when you get asshats like that, you're like, oh, fuck them. Well, moving on to the next. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. And that's that's like the sort of confidence slash pride balance that you have to have when it has to do with what your work is. Even in life, honestly, this is something you develop over time. It's like when you're younger, you're worried about whatever everyone else thinks of you. You know, mm-hmm. that's why social media and stuff like that was so toxic but as you grow and learn that you have responsibilities, you have bills and aspirations that you want to do, all that shit don't matter. So what her thoughts on the smile, fuck that. I'm just going to look somewhere else then. Exactly. Somebody's going to get the awesome package that's me. So don't undersell yourself just because they don't appreciate you. You still the shit. So, you know, find somewhere else that thinks you're the Bentley of mankind. So, and yeah. and, that's, and that's, that's beautifully, beautifully said, sir, because... I, and I think this happens so much more with women than men because instantly that, that's the same mindset that I have. 
hey, if they if it don't work for them, cool. I'm a big black man. And I've I've gone to jobs interviews and I'm like, I know this is why. I know I'm black and this is why they're not hiring me. Mm-hmm. I remember my very first job when I worked at um, no, my very first job that I was going to work at at 16, I was trying to get a job at Chick-fil-A. Mm. It was back in South Carolina. I was trying to get a job at Chick-fil-A in the mall. They had like seven white kids and one black kid. I had four interviews with the man, um, with the general manager of the store. Four interviews. Four. My Nick, I didn't do four to start working with the government. Four <laughs> interviews. And it's like, what are you looking for? Thank though. you. He would not hire him. It was almost like he couldn't believe that there was a black guy that Who can could speak, speak well. Like, I was just like, right. what the hell? And even when I started working at FSU the first time, the literally later on, they were like, well, we were shocked when you came into the interview because they saw my, my real name and thought I was Indian. And I was like, the fuck? Why would you? What? Like, like first of all, why you that? <laughs> first of all, you didn't even, you're an old white lady. Yeah, why are you telling me this? I would never admit that. But 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 see that but that's the world we live in, and it's just like Sir said. There's certain things that you just can't change. The muff they see you and they see okay, black girl. And I mean, let's a be a black real. girl with dreadlocks. You're not you're not bubbly at all. And uh, I'm not, and it's, it's fine. And that's but fine. it's the fact that it's just that come, whole job mentality you thing. You care about a stupid idiot that can smile more than a person who's capable of exactly. doing the fucking job. You come and in actually and they able say she's take oh my god, she's black. Yes. And it's like, did you not see the last name? It's like, oh my God, she has dreads. Yeah. Uh, but people thought, ugh. well, look at my last name. It's French. Don't ask me how the fuck that even connects to that. But I could see it being Haitian. So I guess so. No, Maybe so. French, it's really long. As in France. Well, I mean, not Haitian. French. But well, Haitians to me. Wait a minute. Baptiste, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. We're not going to just walk by whatever. like you didn't just say what you just said. French as in not France. French as in from France. Okay. Not Haitian. Haitian is completely different. It's not completely different. Well, it's broken down French. French is is fucked up French. That's not it. (laughs) I'm just saying. If I can see. Well, I'm just saying. If you go to a French man and you try to tell me Creole is the same thing, don't even try that shit. You're missing what I'm saying. You're missing. um, (laughs) It's time that we get off the (laughs) (laughs) show. Right? Got music playing in the background. But no, um, you're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying if I can look at your name and think that it could possibly be. Haitian or Creole, which That's is broken still considered French. A You're black not thing. listening to me. If I can look at it and think that it could be some type of Creole, which is broken down French, I can get how a white person would look at it and say maybe it's closer to French than it is to being black. I guess. That's all I'm saying. I they, suppose. Bro. Like if, if a black person could look at it and say, hey, that look like black people French, a white person could look at it and be like, maybe that's white people French. And your first name, we already know. You you in the interview. If they can get past that last name, you in the interview, dog. You got the you got the perfect setup um as far as a first name. Your mama did y'all justice. It was beautiful. But um but yeah, like we the main thing is we can't, especially with jobs, like we just can't uh let them Tear down our own pride about ourselves, because uh, right. people like that out there. Like it is what it is. They just out there. Yep. There's no hope for my name. Uh, no, baby. There's actually there's yeah, some I don't hope. Think there's any white people named Ebony? I, that, that, that's the hard part. That's yeah. No, I don't. Even think though I've Ebony is an actual name word situation. What you mean? I mean compared to like Wanisha. 
Oh shit, yeah. No, I, trust me. I Ebony, will take an episode of Anisha. Me trying to think about gonna, how to pronounce your name I'm not before we lie. even get to the door. We get a we get a Wanisha. I'm gonna have to call you in just kind of see what you look like. I'm just curious. <laughs> like I'm gonna waste my time and your time. Just, What'd you say, Ebony? That's probably a that's my middle name. Probably. Ebony, what's, what's this? What's this right here? No, don't worry about it. But um, that's what mm. be confusing me. When people see your application, you got my middle name on there. So I would I would automatically assume I was black. I don't I don't really know what the issue is, but I usually get Muslim. Everyone thinks I'm Muslim. But I know. never met a, a a Muslim name, Akeem. It's it's an um it's an Islamic name. Mm. There's actually a lot of them. It's quite shocking. Yeah. I feel like they thought really hard on that one. <laughs> I mean then they probably just saw know. your resume, I was like, Okay, then he must be not a successful black guy. I don't know what they think. I just be I fuck it. I put it then that's the thing. Again, it comes back to that pride mentality. I'm just like, fuck it. If you take it, you take it. If you don't, you don't, and I move on. I'm not gonna let you I know my worth. I'm not gonna let you tear it down. Mm. You know. So in life, right, when man. dealing with situations, we talked earlier about the different types of or our perceptions of each other in pride. Uh everyone said that I was very prideful and I was kinda hurt about that because I don't think I'm prideful. I think I was taught to do your best and try. And if you fail, try again. And if you fail, then go get help. That's just I mean that's that's just how I was how I was raised, how I was taught. That's what I know. I don't understand how that makes me prideful. So for someone like me who y'all say is prideful or someone like ebony who y'all say is prideful what is it that we can do to seem less prideful or at least try to get the help um when it's offered because i was about to say being prideful is not a it's terrible not a, thing it's not it a bad thing to, but it's balanced it just depends yeah. yeah and i guess the balance too um my thing is with, I guess, you speaking, since I know you more than Ebony. So, I just but you believe... you still better be listening, Ebony. That don't mean your ass off the hook. <laughs> um, I guess with you, when it comes to pride, just not asking for help, I just want you to believe that there is people out there that really actually want you to help, and you actually trying to ask first, instead of going right away, well, I'm just going to do it by myself, and I don't want to ask until shit hits the fan to me that's just you like when the shit hits the fan or i really can't figure it out then i'll ask and i don't know if it's too late for you because i don't know what the situation is i guess i just don't understand i don't see anything wrong with that that's i think that's also the issue (laughs) well then help me (laughs) see something wrong with it you probably should change your mindset where where are you about to say sir let me try let me try um (laughs) i'm about to use a really basic analogy and hopefully everyone is young enough to know what I'm talking about. Everybody here's watched Power Rangers, right? Yes. Yeah. Are the Power Rangers still on TV? I'm pretty sure there is. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like 5,000 yeah. yeah, versions of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're owned by Disney now, but that's another story. Oh, but anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's a whole other story. But um, so I don't know if you remember, but when Power Rangers used to go toe-to-toe with an enemy one-on-one, Mm-hmm. They usually could hold their own, but they usually got their ass beat. Oh, yeah. But they knew they were strong as a Power Ranger, but they worked better as a team. I think what everyone's trying to, I guess, relay is that 
just because you can engage it by yourself doesn't mean you you aren't more efficient as a team or or have right you know don't carry more than you have to bear just because you know you You were taught carrying a ship (laughs) right i I think we are taught that as kids to do it (laughs) I, i think we're taught to fight and fight and fight again if we have to as a as that survival instinct in case we don't have a backup squad but now that you've got the power rangers behind you it's okay to holler at Zach or Kimberly or Billy and be like, hey, I'm about to try this immeasurable task. I'm just putting you on alert that I'm, I'm trying this. Don't wait till you, you know, Fall get down. your ass beat and now you need a Megazord. Right. You know, <laughs> just let them know what's up ahead of time. And, and, you know, they'll be there behind you. And, you know, they'll let you do it one-on-one, you know, but they over your shoulder watch. That's, that's what they're saying. Okay. Don't wait till shit all the way foobar. You know. You heard that, Ebony? Man, because you real quiet over there. You heard that? Yeah. All the analogies and being now able quick, to make things quick sound it. nice. He quick with it. You you should uh, really think about being some type of teacher, sir, because you can come up with the way to explain things so that others can understand it when they at first do not understand it. And I think that is a skill that is needed in this world. Thank you. Or a mentor. Thank you. Be, yeah, you can nice be a mentor too. too. I guess that's what those are for. So yeah. I mean, teachers are considered as mentors. Yeah, don't be a teacher. I just thought about that. You in Alabama, y'all not getting paid shit as teachers. Yeah. Let that ride. I mean, teachers oh, aren't no. getting paid. Period. It doesn't matter where you are. I heard they're they're upping it in New Jersey to like forty grand. It's wow, minimum wage. Grand. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the minimum pay for a teacher is like forty grand. Meanwhile, what New Jersey? Jersey what what's the cost of living? Oh no, in New you Jersey? still you still need sixty to survive. But yeah, at least so, at least now no. you can afford the bus fare so you can get to work. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um wow. okay so that's all right all right um so ebony yes oh my god i swear to god y'all i swear to <laughs> next time i see look, what do you want me to say something so you could have just said yes i said ebony later yes like somebody had to tap you to get back on the phone. Oh, girl, they talking to you. They talking to you. I was trying to wait to see if you were going to finish the sentence before you wanted me to respond or if I, I need just to respond to before attention. you finish the sentence. I still love you, Ebony. You know, you're still my sister and all, dog. But I, next time I see you, bro, you catching the fade. It's fade on sight, bro. I just want you to know. Um, okay. So now we're so we're done being attacked. Now we're going to do the attacking. For people that you feel need to show more pride, they need to maybe attempt stuff more um i don't know what's the best way to put it if you for people that are like you and that you don't take enough pride in your work how do you how do you think you can change your approach um from your art art point of view to be able to take more pride in your work Uh I guess for me, I would try to get them to see the strength and what they possess already as opposed to them tearing themselves down because that's typically what the difference is. Mm-hmm. They beat themselves up for things that they feel like they can't do instead of appreciating the talents that they already have. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's, that's, oh my goodness. Sister Ebony, yes. Yes, please tell us. Yeah, so I just yes. said that because there are some poets that I know that want to do 
poetry full time. Well, I'm not going to say full time, but they want to actually get in front of the audience and do that. I've met at least three people in the last two months that want me to work with them. And I'm like, bro, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not anything spectacular like that. But I'm, it makes me realize what I do possess to kind of fuel that energy into them, too, because everybody has something that they're strong at. Preach. If you focus on the things that you're strong at, then you're going to win every time. So, so I guess mainly her answer is you just need to know that you got it, so you need to act like you have it. Yeah, yeah. you got to walk it, flaunt it, it, flaunt it, basically. I like that. I like that. And want, honestly, want it, flown it. <laughs> right. And I think, and in, in, in going back to you, uh, JR, with you being an artist, uh, you're, you are your worst critic. Uh, and that's that's in all aspects for everyone. Uh so don't get down about that. I would say share your vision and cling close to those who appreciate the love you have for what you do to a level of support. Not everyone is going to, you know, react the way you want, mm-hmm. but they can appreciate your drive for what you do and the passion you have for it. If you can find like-minded people that can respect that on those right. things where you... Oh, that scared the hell out of me. Uh, but if you can find the people that <laughs> respect that, I feel like that confidence in mistakes that you may have will I diminish. I, I, I think you'll find that balance that we're talking about. So just like King said, I think you need to evaluate the skills you have in art. You know, what can you do? What do you do when you're making a piece? What kind of mindset do you have? What do you look for? You know, don't look at the negatives. What are all the list of positives that you incorporate to make your art unique to you, you know, mm-hmm. that, that speaks to you? And, and if you can do that, I think that pride a kick up a few points because there's people that appreciate your stuff that are not saying anything. And that's what I learned with this podcast. And I think, Kim, you can, uh, can speak to this as well. Mm-hmm. It'll be people watching you from a distance not saying a word oh yeah but i got plenty of those people I, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when they do it's like oh shit you were watching me the whole yeah, time like, oh yeah man i, I right. saw i saw on the podcast or i've i've actually have a i, I call her a cousin because i don't know what the fuck she is she's <laughs> my so okay so my stepdad has a son so what would that be that would be my stepbrother <laughs> so she's my stepbrother's ex-wife oh yeah we'll say cousin so i'm just like fuck it that's the cousin um but it's one of those things where you know she doesn't really comment she doesn't comment on our page but she listens and she'll message me and be like hey um i was listening to this the other day and i'm like oh shit she she listens Mm because i can see i can look at the statistics i see people someone is fucking listening out there but we don't really have as much interaction you know, Ebony is one of those people where I I love it because she does interact and give you that kind of feedback, and it really just people don't understand. And as as an as putting out something to be judged, you really don't know who's listening. And you, we put this podcast out. I don't care if I get a thousand listens. I don't care if I get two listens. I'm putting it out there, and what happens happens. And we just go off of that. Any interaction, even if it's bad interaction, is still just that. 
interaction. How many times have we heard about someone having a meltdown where it was a horrible situation for them, but now we all know who they are because they had a meltdown, horrible situation and word of mouth, hey, you need to go see where this person fucked up and we all went and go look at it. So now you're getting exposure where one person might look at it and be, one person might say, oh, this line is crooked. You know, JR got a twin out there. Oh, hell no. Nah. She's supposed to do this line at a 30 degree angle. It's at a 40 degree <laughs> angle. That dumbass girl, look at this bullshit. And then her friend look at it like, oh, I actually think it's pretty cool. Now you just earned a fan. Right. Even though you have a critic, you've also earned a fan. And I think a, a lot of people don't understand how to take those negative situations and we turn them into positives. So I, I, I agree with that, sir. That's good. Good observation. So, um, Let's uh let's start to wrap things up here. Uh overall, pride can be a bad thing, it can be a good thing, but everyone just take your take 10 seconds and sum up how we can make pride work for us in our lives. And uh we'll start with Ebony. Ebony, please. Are you trying to alphabetical order or something? Because my name doesn't come first. Oh my God! <laughs> no, I'm not going to alphabetical. Order. Okay, you know what? You know what, Ebony, you're gonna go second. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Based on what you guys are saying, the pride. when I do, <laughs> sorry. Based on what you guys are saying, when I do find a full time gig, I know that once I start working and feel that my work and my pay are not on the same level, then I will start writing down everything that I do and keeping tabs on the responsibilities I have on that job and will use that as my key mechanism to get more or get a raise, if they raise. Okay. So I will definitely do that. Because I have tried to do that on jobs prior, but the type of jobs I had before, you couldn't negotiate right so don't y'all love it when jobs are like hey we're hiring at the salary range 30 to fifty thousand, but we will be hiring this job at the minimum then why the fuck would you put the range on there like, right yes the fuck yes no negotiation there's no negotiation thank you hey listen we know we're gonna post this job we're gonna let you know that we're willing to negotiate but we're not really willing to negotiate just know that oh oh, oh cool so um thank you ebony i'll go next and then we'll follow up with JR and then sir we'll let you close out um, one thing I definitely taken away from this conversation today is that though what I look at as being independent can be sometimes perceived as being prideful and I think there is a very fine line and without being arrogant it is okay to be prideful but it's okay to also be let people be on alert you don't have to ask for their help, but just let people know what's going on so that if you do need their help, they can be on standby. JR. I think from what I got from this conversation today is that being prideful is not a bad thing. In fact, it can come along with independence and having that pride inside your work or your visual arts or whatever you're doing, it can show more value into what you're doing. Um, and not just towards yourself, but towards other people as well. So having that um, pride in yourself can make things more than what it seems. 
Um, and if that person doesn't like it, cool. I still have others that appreciate it, even though they might not say it right away. So that's what I got. All right, sir. Hey. All right. Uh, I'm going to use another reference uh, because I just purchased uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, so <laughs> when I think of Pride, I think of Thor's hammer. Uh, his father gave him that hammer, just like Pride is usually given to us by a prominent member of our family. Uh, pride can be a tool to build, like a hammer itself, or a tool to destroy. It's all in the intent and purpose mm. of the person wielding it. So chew on that. Think about it. You know, it can be your gift or your curse is all in how you apply it. This is mm. deep. Yeah, I'm like, what, what, the, what are we doing? <laughs> Thank you. Where you found him at, Ebony? <laughs> Jesus, Lord, mercy. I mean, you, look, I just so happened. Fate told me, let him close it out. He got it. Like, I, said, I said, we just going to put the ball up there. We make sure the ball in play, but we going to let you take that last shot. And oh, he yeah. dunked it. Yeah. 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 Four shots. And we was like, yo, is he gonna make it? Swish. Like that was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So uh thank you guys for for tuning in. And um again, just to give everyone kind of an a kind of a background, because I know you guys uh, are gonna be possibly posting this on your page as well. Um we appreciate y'all joining us here for Controversial Chronicles. Yes, that's a great conversation. We talk about the elephant in the room if there's some topic of controversy or if there's just something where people are not going to necessarily agree we like talking about it today was a little bit more of a uh upbuilding and, and kind of figuring ourselves out more conversation but hey last week we talked about atheists and their fights against christians so you know things happen things happen but we appreciate y'all joining us today on our podcast uh ebony and sir and again y'all go check out 2020 podcast it is listed anywhere that you can get a podcast and then also on facebook.com check out ebony babe the poet no did i say that right yes okay check out ebony babe the poet poet We'll be tagging them into the uh, show once we post it. We really appreciate appreciate you guys uh, joining us today. And as usual, y'all know you can hit us up, Controversial Chronicles. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore CC, Facebook.com slash podcast CC, or you can email us at the CC pod at gmail.com. Leave messages, follow Tell us what you like. Tell us what you dislike. If you have a topic that you want to discuss and be on the podcast and have a conversation with us like Sir and Ebony, then, hey, hit us up. Let us know because now you see that the shit is possible thanks to a bunch of wires and YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Any shout outs that you guys have? We'll start with Sir. You got any shout outs for the people? Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, even on your own platform, I want to thank you guys. Uh, for inviting us over, I really feel at home talking to you, with you guys. Anytime, um, anytime. King, yeah, uh, come back. Don't worry, uh, it was fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If he has me, uh, King, uh, we will engage in our battle of words with friends uh, after this. Bruh, uh, who is this Christina oh, yeah, we, chick? Like, it's not even. Bruh. it's one of those where I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy bruh, to be like, I oh, she's you. cheating. I, but what bruh, the fuck? Who? Bruh. She came up with damn the. Damn did dist. 
D A M N E D E S T. That's not a fucking word. How do? How do? Yeah, it's uncalled. Words that are listening are like, "What I, the fuck are you talking about?" Gosh. Oh, <laughs> so, sorry. Words were I'll, friends. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story of what happened. So, uh, if you're on Facebook, of course you know you can play words with friends. So, okay. my co-host, her name is K Marie. K Marie is the oh, absolute final ball. Okay. Yes. Oh my god. She's the final boss of words with friends. Um, I've only beaten her once, and when I did, she snapped back and told me if I ever told anyone, she'll show our win-loss record. Oh, I swear. <laughs> so we were speaking on Facebook, and we were talking using uh, GIFs. So I had just lost, so I put up a, a GIF of Goku laying dead. <laughs> and she posted a GIF of Goku powering up, turning Super Saiyan. So Keen saw this. And jumped in and put a Vegeta uh, gift going to Challenger. So I was like, I'll go get the Sensu beans. Basically foreseeing <laughs> that I knew Keem was going to get destroyed. Man. And it seems Keem did get destroyed. It's one of those I things. I tried to warn him too. He didn't want to listen. No, no, yeah. that's, not, that's not true. Mm -hmm. See, I knew I there, there's two people. There's two people that kick my behind religiously in words with friends. And that's uh, this guy I met named. Uh, Dunwoody, who's extremely talented and just smart guy, and then my mom. My mom oh, consistently kicks, kicks my ass. yeah, Dunwoody. That's my dog. But um, yeah, my mom consistently kicks my ass. But I'm used to playing on the regular board, which is a little bit bigger. You have more letters. I'm mm -hmm. a big I'm a big space guy. I will put down two or three seven letter words on you in a game. But I don't have the space to really orchestrate. And her and Dunwoody have similar styles where they just they just find every little nook and cranny. But I I am here for the record to announce I have beaten her. Um, I hey. um, I didn't post nothing because I know my place in life. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't want that smoke, right? no, no. I'm like, I think smoke. I am one in four against her, and I'm currently winning the game that we're playing right now. So I'm I'm not saying shit until I get that thing back to five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and then I post about it. Until they get to five hundred, I ain't posting you gotta have nothing. Say so what'd you say? So you gotta have your Oh bro, listen, I gotta right. I'm okay. I'm okay saying she's better than me, but I can't I can't go out there with no one in four, bro. Like that's not uh uh. I beat you one time. Sit down, son. Just because the <laughs> Cleveland Browns got one win, don't make it a good season. Sit down. Right. Right. But um but, okay. Um, I'll so, I'll gladly I'll gladly say I'm the Cleveland Browns in our words with friends relationship with Kay Marie. Um, but to every other host on the 2020 podcast, uh, uh, your boy Black, uh, RC, uh, Ray Dove, the life changer, of course, Kay Marie. And uh, newestly, I guess I'll, if you're listening here, uh, we've actually added uh, a new member, uh, Ebony, uh, who's recently joined 2020. Uh, this is uh, yeah. see I mean, so, this is the shit that we asked you in the beginning to tell people about yourself. This is the time that's when you tell people You have a secret. I'm behind the scenes. You don't put my name into a title. Oh yeah. well, it is what it is. This ain't coming out for this is coming out I'm like we said like September the third or tenth or whatever. So that's you'll yeah, be fine. So you'll be fine. There we go. Well you're still part I'm of the just team. A though. It don't matter. Secretaries are still part of the business, bro. It don't matter. Man, they mean just as, they mean just as much as the janitor do, fam. Janitor might not get paid as much as the CEO, but guess what? If the CEO don't come to work, that's fine. If the janitor don't come to work, everyone has a bad day. 
Well, I'm not looking for the glory. I'm just trying to make sure that 2020 podcast is supposed again, to be successful. Again, again. Because 2020 podcast helps you write a lot of poems. So, so they got to make it, bro. You ain't learned shit from this conversation. Have pride in what you do. <laughs> Take the compliment and sit your ass down. But <laughs> you told me I was the most powerful. So I took that as you should be being too powerful. So I'm trying to tone it down. Well, anyway. <laughs> Good job, and listen, we appreciate having y'all. Ebony, you got some shout outs that you want to do? Yes, I do. Like, first of all, I would like to piggyback on his comments about controversial chronicles, Jay Rio and Founders, <laughs> 2020 podcast, and I will be co host. Since you made the model, I don't have to do that. And also, I'd like to give a shout-out to Black on Black Line. Hey. I am in the process of being initiated next month hey. into that poor teacher in Mobile. Hey. So, I should be in Tallahassee Ooh. in two weeks at the jailer, so I hope to run into Oh, yeah. If you yes. Know, if you I hope to run into you guys. Yeah. Um... And that's it. Okay, well, Jay Rio, got any uh, shout-outs? I know you got to at least do the sisters. Well, yes, especially um, my older sister, Lo. She actually got into one of the agencies, and she got a contract right on the spot hey. as a plus-size model. Hey. Hey. So shout-out to Lo for sure. This is one of the Go ahead, like I, was I see you, girl. Podcast, this is what she really wanted to do. I mean, of course, she likes nursing, but... Um, this is like one of her dreams that she wasn't sure she could do. And then, of course, as her sister, um, all of us, we were able to support her and tell her that she should do it. And now she's got it. And I'm very happy mm, for her. That's awesome. Um, shout out to all the working class people out there because I know it's hard. Amen, sister. Amen. Yeah. Do it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my shout out. Uh, shout out to you guys for sure. The 2020 podcast, Jeremy and... Um, well, sir, excuse me. See, I told y'all she was going to do it. Hey, I, I, I made it to the end. I made it to the end. But uh, <laughs> my bad. But Ebony as well. You guys were really great. It was really fun talking with you guys with this conversation. Um, definitely looking forward to another one um, in the future. So it was really great collabing with you guys. So shout out to you guys. I hope everyone in this podcast does very well with themselves in the end. Don't get quiet with the we do better wears or get loud with that too, nigga. Let speak your praise. Meanwhile, <laughs> looking at <laughs> But um Yeah. Let's see, shout outs for this week. Uh shout out to Bay. By the time y'all hear this, we would have had our three year uh wedding anniversary. Love you, boo. Aww. Um and also shout out to my god baby. Thank thank you. Thank you, Ebony. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and also, shout out to my god baby who uh, just turned five. Like, Jesus, they grow so fast. Uh, shout out to everyone that's been rolling with us listening. This is episode 48. What? This is episode 48 of Controversial Chronicles. That's and always crazy. We have 49 planned out um, already. So, for episode 50, gosh, I don't know what we're going to do, but I figure we we're going to have to do something fun. Do. We got to do something fun. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. We have to do something. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we'll take down a list of questions or something and have people just we get to answer 
questions. I don't, I don't know. Fuck it. We'll find something. We'll okay. figure something out. Like but, um, but yeah, so thank you all again for rolling with us. Again, you can hit us up on uh, facebook.com slash podcast uh, CC in order to find links to all of our stuff. You're now streaming on damn there everywhere that you can get a podcast. So go check that out. And as always, people from the 2020 podcast and for Controversial Chronicles, we'll holla at y'all later. Pound. Let's argue. Bye.